Lord. Lord, we thank you that this morning we can come into your presence. We thank you that we can rely upon that your words. And it says that when we seek you, we will find you. When we ask, you will answer. When we knock, you will open. And Lord, I ask that will you by your Holy Spirit reveal Jesus through with word, that it may bring revelation so that we may know him better, so that we may become more like Jesus. We ask that in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. If you turn to Joshua chapter 1, this is, uh, you know, the book of Joshua is like uh, the Old Testament book of Acts. Uh, that, um, and it's something that is very important that, because Joshua is the one who leads the Israelites into the promise. And uh, the thing is that we don't just want to have a promise. Okay, you can't live on a promise. You want to see that promise manifested. And it's so vital we understand that Christianity is not a virtual world we are living in where we so-called have it by faith somewhere in the universe or whatever, and, or we one day will get it when we die. Okay? That's not the purpose of Christianity. Christianity is that we should be able to see the kingdom of God now. Okay? Not, like, not when you're dying. You, know, you don't need healing when you get to heaven. You don't need money when you get to heaven. You don't need all these things when you get to heaven. You need it here. Okay? And, uh, and Joshua is one of these where, he, where we can see in how God instructs Joshua in how to take what God has already given them. Just like we, we have the word of God. We, this is our promised land, so to speak. This is everything that Jesus has provided for each one of us. But the thing is that how do we apply it so that what we see in the word of God becomes a reality into our lives? And that's the purpose. The purpose for a Christian is not to know. Do you understand? The purpose of a Christian is not to know what the Bible says. The purpose of a Christian is to do what the Bible says. That's a big, big, big difference because many people know and know and know and do absolutely nothing. Like, as I said, you know, there's one Bible verse I can quote by heart, Luke 137, with God nothing is impossible, okay? And that's sufficient. If you live by that, you don't need to live by anything else. You know, many Christians, they can quote John 3.16 and yet they don't live as they are saved. They still live like they are condemned. They still live like they are sinners. They still live like God is not satisfied with them. You know, if you can just, we, we, but we know the scripture, but it's not become a reality. Okay? And, it's, and this is where uh, Joshua chapter 1, let's go there before I carry, because else I just end up forgetting too sweet. <clears throat> Joshua 1, and it says, uh, uh, we can start with, uh, now let's just let's start from verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying. Now notice, this is where, we, now what, what happened here? Moses, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to, unto Joshua. Now notice with Joshua, he is the son of none, meaning his father. He is not just someone on his own. He belongs somewhere. Okay? And I'm telling you the greatest danger that I see in the body of Christ today, in Christianity today, that what the devil has been really, really good at, he's been really good at isolating people. And meaning isolating in terms of that I cannot hear from anyone. 
because God has shown me. God has spoken to me. God has given me a word. God has given me a prophecy. God has given me a dream. God has given me a So don't come and tell me what to do. Okay? If you are like that, you are isolated. Do you understand? You know, but there's, there's two people Jesus talks about who have great faith. Okay? And one of the, the two, this is the woman, the, the Gentile woman who comes on behalf of her daughter, that she says that I can, I can just eat the scraps of the dogs. And then the other one is the Roman centurion. They're both Gentiles, but what they had in common, they could submit. The Roman centurion said, oh, you don't need to come, just say a word, because I'm a man under command. And if I say go, they go. If I say come, they come. He understood what they were. So, so the first thing about faith, the first thing about anything is that I am not an island. You know, that I need to either if I want authority, I need to have uh, I need to have uh, a submission in my life because without me being submitted, I have no I carry no authority because authority is not something you know is is entrusted. And for, for you to be entrusted something, some, with something, you have to submit to something. Okay? So here, just the first thing is, he's the son of none. This is, so he belongs somewhere. And he spoke, spoke to Joshua, the son of none. Moses is minister. Now, notice what, this is what Joshua is doing. He is the minister of Moses. He is the minister of Moses. You know that... The reason for why God chose uh, Joshua and not chose Caleb, why? You see it here. Because Joshua was a minister. Caleb was a warrior. Okay? But Joshua, he was the one who was the minister of Moses. Okay? And, and without being a minister, without serving, you cannot go into the promise. I'm telling you, that the way we get into the promised land is through our serving. Everything we have been given, we have been given to serve with. Every gift that we have been given, we have been given to serve with. It's not been given for us to sit on a uh, pedestal and see how wonderful it is for us. Everything we have been entrusted, we have been entrusted to serve with. Okay? And so the so emphasis is, so here, just that he belongs somewhere and he's a servant. That's the two main things. But again, you can't be a servant if you're on your own. Unless you want to serve yourself, okay? You know, but it's so important that this thing, that the charismatic movement came in with this thing where we say it's just me and Jesus, it's just me and Jesus, it's just me and Jesus. I don't need anything but Jesus. I mean, this sounds very good, but it's a lie, okay? If God says it's not good for man to be alone and He spends time with you, then obviously you have something that we. Need. But that, but that's the charismatic lie that they come in that have isolated so many people that they are not subjected to receive instructions. And the problem is that if we cannot receive instructions, we cannot hear God. Because when God speaks to you, it's through instructions. Don't believe this rubbish where people just say, Oh, God spoke to me. What did he say? Oh, my, my, my lovely son, I love you. I can, I can read that in the Bible. I don't need to. No, when God, you know, when God speaks to you, it's an instruction. When God, when you, you when, when you pray, when, uh, when you're praying to God for a desire, He will answer you with an instruction. He's not going to throw something down from heaven. When God, I want a new car. He's not going to throw a car down from heaven. Okay, 
God, I need a hundred pounds. He's not going to throw a hundred pounds down from heaven. Because it's from heaven, it's not, it's not legal tender here in England. It's fake money. Okay? Oh, I want a hundred pounds. God, he sends you a hundred pound note. Oh, I got a hundred pound. You try and go and use it. They won't even take a fifty pound note. Okay? Now everything that when so that's why it's so important we understand we are under instructions because if we cannot be under instructions we cannot hear God because God will speak to you will answer your prayers through an instruction do, do you understand and when we acting upon that instruction we now manifest His word okay when when we acting upon the word of god when we become what jesus was the word that was made flesh because when we start acting upon it now faith can be seen amen and but we can but it's it, but it's down to this thing about instruction that's why there's so many people who claims to hear god and they cannot hear god i'm telling you and they say how dare you say that because you don't point to jesus there is no transformation there is no change there's just a lot of noise and you know what noise does not change anything. Okay? Noise does not change anything. And there is so much noise of it in, on the internet, on YouTube, or whatever. It's amazing how many people who've been to heaven and come back again. <laughs> it's just stupid. Okay? And, uh, but anyway, this is a different thing. Uh, but, so now verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, no, remember, Joshua was the servant of Moses... And now God says to Joshua, Moses is dead. Do you know what, what he means? He's saying to, Mo, to Joshua, don't do it as how Moses did it. Why? Because Moses led them through the desert. That was about survival or be sustained. Joshua was supposed to lead them into the land. And that's two different things. It's very important we understand that just because we have done something once, that doesn't mean that when we do it twice, it works second time. Because you can be in a different season, you can be in a different environment. That's why it's always important to listen. There is a, a chapter in, uh, in Chronicles about King David, where he fights with the Philistines twice in one chapter. And the first one, God tells him, attack them front on. The next one, he tells, God, uh, tells uh, David to withdraw and take him in an ambush. It was the same enemy, but it was two different tactics to overcome it. Okay? Why is that? Because our victory lies in what we hear from God. It does not lie in that we just do it. Remember Moses, first time the Israelites very complained about water, he, God told him to hit the rock and hit it. Second time, he forgot to hear from God, or no, God said to him, speak, but he was so wound up in what he did. So he hit the rock the second time, and that's why he couldn't go into the land. Why? Because he could not follow instructions. Because every city, every area of the land had to be taken by individual instructions. So, so God could not have a man who relied on, on what he used to do to lead them. Okay. Anyway, but the scary thing about it, the second time when Moses hit the rock, water still came out. Hmm? Second, even if it was not the will of God. I'm t I've seen people 
they, they, they want something from God. They get so desperate. And they got so desperate. For example, oh God, I want a spouse. I want a spouse. All we can pray about. And at one stage, God will give it to you. But it's not a blessing. Okay? I met uh, over the years, many people say, oh God, I want to be married. I want to be married. When a few years later, it comes in, God, why am I married? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so there. But when it's too late, I remember that in a previous church I was in, there was, a, there was a man, and he went away with a worship leader in the church or whatever. He was so in love with her, and he left his wife and whatever. And when I met him up in Sunderland at a conference, do you know what? None of them looked happy. Because there was no blessing. They got with what they wanted, but there was no blessing. You know, it's not about having what you want. It's about having it where the blessing of God is upon it. Amen. Okay, so, so he says to, to Joshua, Moses is dead. Moses is dead. It, 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 the same thing God has to say to me, the old Kurt is dead. You know, Christianity is not me trying to improve what I consider as the good characteristics of my old person. Do you understand? No, that whole person is dead. Do you know that one of the biggest challenges in our life is, it's not our bad sides. So like if you have hot temper, or you do all these things. I say, these are not the dangerous things in your life because you know these things are not good. It's the things that you, you consider to be your strengths in your character that can be dangerous. Because they're just as dangerous. Because it's the whole person who dies. Amen. You, you, know, you don't become an improved version of your old sinner. You become a new creation. That's why that when Jesus was resurrected, they could not recognize him. Can you, why? Because it's an image of that the whole body, the whole flesh died. Not just the bad thing, the whole thing. Because it was a new beginning. Okay, you know that Christians every day they're praying, God do something new. And when we're looking for something familiar, when God God do something new, when God does something new, that must be the devil. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen this before. Yeah, but you pray for something new. Okay, every church movement has always persecuted the next because they couldn't recognize it. And yet we were the one who prayed for it. We prayed, God, do something new. And then God did something new and said, oh, that must be the devil. You know, the, the Catholic Church we started with, then the Lutheran Church, the Catholics persecuted the Lutherans. Now, after the Lutherans, the Baptists, now the Lutherans persecuted the Baptists. Then the Charismatic Movement, when the Baptists persecuted the Charismatics. Then... The word of faith movement came and it just carried on and on and on and on and on. But the thing is that when we follow Jesus, it is so important, it is by faith. Okay? It is not by what we know, what we are familiar to, what our culture is, that we used to do this and we used to do that. No, it's a new way. Okay? So anyway, so my Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. Now arise, go over. Again, you see... What did God do? He gave him an instruction. When God speaks to you, there will always be something that you need to act on. Because it's called faith. God is not just, oh, you know, I, 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 did, I, I did test this thing. Oh, I was in the presence of God. Oh, so what happened? Oh, I was just in the presence of God. It was so wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. No, you are just in your imagination. 
Okay, it's just like uh, when you are a child, you have uh, some uh, imaginable friend that no one else could see and whatever. No, God is always about doing. Okay, always, uh, and it can always be seen. Okay, if, if it cannot be seen, if it, if it makes you impassive, it is not faith. And you can say Jesus 10,000 times is not Jesus. Okay, so, so God says to Joshua, arise. When I was a young believer, there was a pastor who said this to me. He said, you know, when God speaks, you run. If you can't run, you walk. If you can't walk, you fall in whatever direction. But you do not stand still. Amen. Because of God, it's, it's always about some... Faith is an act. Faith is always action. Okay? Faith is always action. And uh, so... So... Well, uh, so, so arise, go over this Jordan, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. When he said, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. So, you know, it's amazing. You decide how much of God's glory you want to see in your life. Because he said, everywhere you put your foot. But if you decide to stand still, there's not a lot you, you, you'll be given. But if you decide to move, God says, whatever, I will give it to you. 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 Whenever you move. But notice where the way, how is the, how is the entrance into the promised land? That they cross river Jordan. Well, and you know that by now, the river Jordan is a, is a metaphor for the word of God. And that's where they don't believe all these people who have prophecies, visions, dreams, whatever they have, don't believe it, believe the word of God. Because this thing about vision, dreams, and whatever, people have been to heaven or to hell, or, or whatever, they, have you noticed this, the overall thing, it diminishes the word of God. We bring a parallel authority that sometimes we think it's more important than the Word of God. No, God speaks through His Word. Everything that God does, He will lead you to the Word. He will never leave you away from the Word. Because this is the Word of God. Okay? Not when you have a dream. That's not the Word of God. That's because you ate too much pizza. Okay? That's just imagination and fantasies. So every place, notice He don't categorize. He, he lets you and I categorize it. Every place. He didn't say, as long as you go in that, that direction. No, he said, every place that the soul of your foot, I wrote, every soul that the, of my foot, I've written that in my Bible, shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. That's why I do, I, I do a lot of walking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you should be doing that. That's a good <laughs> Everywhere I put my foot, God will give that to me. Amen. Amen. If you, another preaching I preached many years ago said, if you can see it, you can have it. Okay? But every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Notice it says, past tense. The moment I put my foot on it, I, he have given it. He didn't say everywhere you put your foot, I'm going to give it to you. No, the moment I put my foot is past tense. So it's mine. Yes. Amen. 
from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you, nor forsake you. Now, notice here, what, what is he doing here? He makes him secure in his relationship with him. That's the foundation. He makes him secure. And when he says, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never forsake you. Amen. I will never forsake you. I will not fail you. You know, I like that. I will not fail you. God will not fail you. Okay. Some people say, oh, but God failed me. No, that's because you left God and did your own thing thought it was God. Do you understand? Because there is this thing that is like, today Christianity is like a big buffet. Everyone thinks they can just create their own little Jesus. And when we go out and do this thing, and when it all falls apart, say, oh, it doesn't work. Yes, it did work, but you didn't follow Jesus. Okay? You know, Pastor Young Gichu, he used to say that he spent most of his time after people read his book about prayer for revival, that pastors had come into his office crying because, oh, we did what you said in your book, and we failed. God failed us, you know. And so I mean, Pastor Young Kichu said, no, because I heard God, you heard Young Kichu. Okay? And, and God never fails you. But if we now, and this is a danger, is that we in our culture, we transform God into our image. God is not like us. Do you understand? God is, <laughs> can you imagine if God was, us, was like us? We would all be in trouble. No one would get saved. If, if it was like us, I would, I would be the only one in heaven. Because then I look around. How did you say that person, God? God is not like us. Amen? He's not like us, and thank God for that. Okay? And when I say, I will not fail you, nor forsake you. When, now, this again, now there comes a condition here. When he says, but, but, but note, he says it out of, the secu- out of a platform of security. Okay? First, he makes him secure. Say, he says to Joshua, I will never fail you. And when he says, Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Okay? Courage is the only thing. Strength and courage. Strength, what is strength? What is courage? I don't know. This is how old I am. I was just watching on YouTube the other day the first, uh, what was it, uh, Rocky movie. You know, it's a good thing there's subtitles on because Sylvester Stallone can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good thing they put subtitles on now. But where he had this speech to his son about being a champion, about being a winner. He said that is, it's not about how well you can punch; it's about how hard you can be punched and still not quit. And still not quit. It's not about that I can do this and I can do that. No, it's about how hard can life hit you and you still move forward. That's what it means to be strong. Amen. And that's what we call winning. And when he says this thing about that, well, I say that, that if you are not succeeding, don't blame other people for why you are in lack of success. That's what cowards do. Okay. And, uh, but here, this is what, it, what God means by saying, be strong. Because life will hit you. 
You know, life is not like, and we all know that by now, and, uh, but still pre preachers are preaching it. They say something, oh, everything with Jesus is just smooth. No, you are lying. But what do we say? How are you? Oh, I'm blessed. Oh, you, know, you know, when Christians say we're blessed, it's, very, it's just like when we ask our kids, how are you? Okay. What does, and when, I, when you find out, okay can mean many things. Okay can mean, I don't want to tell you. Don't ask. I'm, uh, it, can be, it can mean all sorts of things. The same thing, like, I'm blessed, many Christians. How are you? I'm blessed. 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 How are you? Ah, everything is all against us. Okay. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, life is, uh, but the thing is, victory and champions, do you know what? It's really a one long succession of setbacks, but you don't quit. Do you, know, do you understand? This is what we call success. You, 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 you ask anyone who had achieved anything in life, do you know what? No one have had a straight line where everything just fall, fell into place. I, I read many years ago a statistics about the, the top 100 companies in, in America, and I think it was over 70 to 80% of the CEOs of these companies were gone bankrupt four or five times in their career. Here was I thinking that if you got one of these jobs, it was someone who just have a completely perfect track record. But you know what? If you don't fail, you don't learn. Uh, we have a saying in Danish that sometimes you win, sometimes you, uh, sometimes you lose, sometimes you win, or something. But when you have to do it, it will have the same attitude as whatever. Something in Danish. But I changed it into that sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. Amen. You only failed if you quit. Amen. You only fail. No, but if you don't fail, if you if you don't quit, you just practiced. And you know what? None of us, whatever we are good at, none of us became good at it by doing it once. What we consider as our skill is not something we were born with. It is a result of consistent practice. And that's what we call talent. Okay, but if no one show up, oh, I just want to play a piece of music. Oh, wow, it sounds like Beethoven. Oh, wow. No, you can read a book where it's a, what was it, Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, there's also another English guy, Matthew Said, has wrote a book where we talk about the 10,000 hours. And we actually both talks about Beethoven. And when at the age of seven years old or something, he already practiced about 3,600 hours on, uh, on the piano. So he, it, was not, it was not like he was a genius in that way. He was a genius because he kept practicing. Do you understand? And, and with anything, if you, if you do it, you can do it. And I'm telling you, any progress is painful. I remember when Matthew learned to play guitar, and he was told by the teacher that unless your finger, the skin comes off your finger, you're not practiced enough. Okay, no one told you that. When you see people play guitar, no one tells you that. It just look, seems very cool they can do that, okay? But success, that's why be strong. Don't quit, okay? It's not like, you know, Jasper, it's not like he, what guys trying to say to Jasper, when you come into the promised land, oh, 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 it's nice, oh, oh, I'll take that land, oh, this is nice, oh. It's not, no, it's a succession of persistent pressure. And there will be times where it's setbacks. It looks like a setback. But be strong and keep pushing. That's why Galatians 6, 9, isn't it? 
you shall weep in due time if you don't quit. And I know that sounds like a slogan, and it is a slogan, but quitters never win, and winners never quit. Do you understand? Quitters never win, and winners never quit. So that's why he, so he said, be strong, Joshua. Be courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall you divide from inheritance the land which I swore unto your fathers to give them. Then verse 7, also, only be thou strong and very courageous. Amen. Here he repeats it again. Be strong. Hold on. When you're starting out on a path, hold on to it. And when you can't see a way, it doesn't really matter because if there is no way, Jesus said, I will make a way. Why? He is the way. Yes. Amen. Do you know what? If there is a job, <laughs> then you say, that's no job. Then God can create the job. Yes. Amen. God can create it. You're like, if, if, if that is where you're pursuing, say, oh, there's nothing. There's, there's no opportunity. God can create that opportunity. Do you understand? We, 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 but we, we must not be intimidated by our circumstances, by our circum uh, physical environment. We, we must be courageous and strong in what God has said. You, you have to understand, we, he's speaking to a, to a group of pilgrims here, on, uh, nomads, Bedouins, basically. They lived in the desert for so many years. All they knew was how to make sandwiches, walk in sandals. Okay, and all the women was called Sandy. <laughs> Do you understand? So if you ever meet, meet someone called Sandy, are you Jewish? <laughs> no, I don't, don't, there's, no, there's no theology in that, okay. But be, so, be, be strong. Do you know what? So, so don't, don't accept the impossible, okay? Don't ever take the impossible as definite, because that's a lie. God will always make a path, okay? He will always make a path. Many times people, they say, oh, but this, that, and the other, we know the circumstances like this, a circumstance like that, yeah. God can always make a path. It does, not, it does not matter. You just be strong in God and don't quit. You know, we know the famous story about the... Uh, what is his name? Benjamin Franklin with the light bulb. Was it over a hundred times he he failed, but what he said he he succeeded because he now he knew what not to do. Uh, and you know the colonel, you know the colonel, KFC. <laughs> what what is this real the colonel? What? <laughs> but you know who I'm talking. But he he was over fifty years old or something like that, and when. He went, he went to one bank after another, they all declined the loan for him to start his business. But he did not quit. And now you're all obese. <laughs> because he's eating too much chicken. Okay? But you but be confident, God can make a path. No, I would say, God will make a path. You know, when I, I, I share a story many times with Jens' sister. When, when she graduated, that was when Canada was in a really bad recession back in the early 90s. And as an immigrant in Canada, she, grad, she, she, she graduated in America and went to Canada. And there was no jobs. And when she 
she went down to the local pharmacist and said, you know, I've just worked for you for free because I just want to use my training. And what did she do? She gave her time or she sold her time, she sold her skill. And after a few months, the manager, the boss there, he said, you know, I, we don't know how we could have done without you. So they gave her full time employment. Okay, there's always a path. It might not be the traditional path, but God will always make a path. Okay, but just be strong and very courageous. Only be strong and very courageous. Now notice where, that you may observe to do. Now notice again, to do. Fate is to do. Fate is to do. Fate is to do. I was at a Maurice conference to commission to London 90. Free and that was the year when he had, we, we basically got banged into our head five meetings a day for eight days. Fate is a fact. Fate is an act. If I asked, what did you get? Fate is a fact. Fate is a, you could wake me up two o'clock in the morning. Fate is a fact. And it, it, fate is acting. But a lot of Christianity that you are exposed to from other Christians, it is fate is passive. Fate is in your head. Fate is something virtual, but fate is a fact. Fate is an act. Fate should be able to be seen. If I say I walk with Jesus, there should be a difference for me and from someone who says they're not walking with Jesus. And they should be able to see it. Amen? Because fate can be seen. This is so important if we get that back. It's not just... Faith can be heard because have you, there's a lot of opinions, there's a lot of philosophies, there's a lot of doctrines, but there's very, very little substance. As I said to you, when I called this pastor in, England, in Denmark who said that they had a, there was a woman, she had the gifts of healing and no one got healed in the meeting. So I said to the pastor, why didn't you rebuke her in public and said, you don't have the gift of healing. I said, it's like the people, all these people who say, God showed them this and it never happens. And said, we are prophets, okay, then we should stone you. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> well, I'm a prophet, okay, next time you say something, it's not happening, I'm allowed to stone you. <laughs> if I don't stone you, I'm in disobedience to God. <laughs> when suddenly, no, I don't think anyone would be prophets anymore. Okay? You know, like, we prophesied all of them about who this uh, Brazilian president. He was supposed to win. He didn't win. Donald Trump should win in a landslide two years ago. He didn't win. And they all prophesied. And, and the thing is that God doesn't speak about things like that. Why? Why? He, he didn't. Because it's not important. You know, but you can live under whatever regime and you can be the most blessed person on the earth. Amen. Jesus, he was the most anointed person ever alive. Can we agree about that? He, where did he do many of his miracles? In Caesarea, Caesarea, whatever you pronounce it. If you look at the name, it means Caesar's area. Where Caesar is in charge. That's where the most anointed person in the world showed up. He was not limited by that. The Apostle Paul, he, they threw him in prison. And it's not like a prison like... It's not like a hotel, as it is today. Can you remember this guy in Norway who slaughtered all these young people on an island? Breivik. Uh, this was a Norwegian guy who, first he, he detonated a bomb in Oslo, and that made all the police go into Oslo. 
and then there was a, what you would call a youth camp, a, like a labor youth, where summer camp meeting. So with all the future politicians of uh, Norway, so he went over there with a with an assault rifle and just shot them all. Okay, so he got sent to prison. So now he complained. Now he he sued the Norwegian government because of his human rights was broken because he only had a PlayStation Two. <laughs> okay, in prison, <laughs> idiot. Okay. <laughs> We should give him a PlayStation One, no, no. <laughs> but like, but it's uh, so it's not prisons like that, okay? The Apostle Paul, he was in the pit of the prison, but yet that could not block him. What did he do in that prison? He wrote Romans, Corinthians, letters to Timothy, and so on and so on. He could not be stopped. Circumstances could not stop him. And he, say, he said to everyone, I wish you are like me, apart from my the chains. Okay, so why are we so busy doing these things? No, it's not. Do you, is it the same thing now again? We, we come up with this thing about abortion. And now don't misunderstand me. I don't think abortion is right. But, but, but you are naive to think that abortion disappears just by changing the law. And we are naive to think we are more Christian because we... we, 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 are, we no, we we changing the abortion habits by people getting saved by us preaching the gospel in the Welsh revival that uh, you know Salvation Army they preach against alcohol and so on but, but in the Welsh revival because of the presence of God people got saved the pubs closed not because we preached against it but because people got saved so instead of going to the pub they went to church okay that's how we, we transform societies. We don't transform societies by standing, no, we're praying against this, we're praying against that, or whatever. Yeah, well, what does that do? Nothing. Okay? Uh, anyway, so be, be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wheresoever you go. Now, notice again, when God speaks, he points to the word. When he say here, that you may do what you've been commanded. Now you and I, we have Moses in writing. Just we had to rely on his memory, but we have, we have Moses in writing. So, so when he say, that you may observe to do according to all the law. So we, when we read the word of God, we don't read it just for the purpose of reading it. We read it with the purpose of doing. Yes. When you're reading the Word of God and you see something in it and you do, when I'm telling you, God will speak to you all the time. But if you read it out of duty and say, oh, I, I have to do my, my, my X chapters today. Oh, 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 where are we today? Lamentation. Oh, oh, it's really bad. I'm telling you, God is not going to speak to you. It's not. But if you're reading with a heart, that says, when I see something, I will apply it. Amen. I might not be applying it well, but I will apply it. Okay? I will start doing The first thing I saw in the Word of God, and that was tithing. That was the first thing I saw in the Bible. And do you know, and do you know why it became attractive to me? Because I didn't know anything. I couldn't quote Bible verses. I couldn't do all these things with all these nice Christians. Do they could sing? beautiful songs, they could play the guitar, they could play instruments. I couldn't do any of these things. I couldn't preach or whatever, but I could see 10%. I could apply that. 
Okay? I could, that, 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 that was one thing I could do. You know, I, I wasn't so good at forgiving because I think there was a lot of people who were very annoying. That, okay, that, that one we had to work a little bit on. But, but the tithing thing, I could start doing immediately. Do you, do you understand? And it's, that's where my journey with Jesus started. And it was so funny because of, that was, I didn't know that that was the one thing that was so offensive for all the Christians. That they even had teachings against tithing and all these things. And here was I, as a new believer, and all I could stand on there, yeah, but I believe in tithing. And they got more and more annoyed, the more and more I got blessed. Amen. It doesn't work, it doesn't work, blah, 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 you know, it's Old Testament, blah, 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 whatever argument they came from. And I said, you know, I don't know, I'm blessed. Okay, but, but, but the, when you start having an attitude to the Word of God, when you're reading it, but always with the purpose of, if God speaks, if I see something, when I say God speaks, it's not. It doesn't say, <coughs> Kurt. Yeah. Can you see verse four? Yeah. That's not how it works. Okay. It's not, when I say God's, and line two, verse two in line two. Uh, no, that's not how it works. No, it's like when you see something that springs into uh, that catches your attention. Do, do you understand? That's what I mean by God speaks. See, God doesn't speak like. Kurt, are you ready? Have you got a pen in your hand? <laughs> yes, Dad. <laughs> right now. Right faster. <laughs> no, that's not how it works, okay? It's like when you meet some priest and say, God spoke to me. What did he say? Oh, my lovely beloved son. God doesn't speak like that, okay? God, you can see everywhere in the Bible, God does not waste words. He said, he didn't say, oh, it's really dark here. What shall we do about that? He said, let there be light. That's it. But there was light. Okay? It's very simple. The excellency of the word of God is found in its simplicity. Okay? Wisdom is simple. Okay? Some we used to say we need a theologian to complicate it. Okay? And so so my so my turn not from it till now was talking about. Be single-minded. Don't be distracted. You know, the devil's weapon against us is to distract you. So like, let's say you have on your heart that you should start reading the Word of God more when the devil say, why don't you pray? Yeah, but I should read the Word. Oh, you don't want to pray. Yeah, but I, 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 you don't want to pray. How can you be a Christian? You don't want to pray. Ooh. Ooh. And then, next time, oh, now God said, you should pray. Say, do you not want to read your Bible? <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about God's Bible. Uh, 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 uh. Read the Bible if you are a Christian. Didn't you hear the pastor on Sunday? Read the Bible. He, diver- he distracts you. Okay? Evangelism. Oh, now we should evangelize. Yeah, are we not supposed to pray also? Hmm? Nothing works without prayer. <laughs> he always wants us to do something else. No, the devil is not going to say, don't read the Bible. That's not it, because it's been obvious. <laughs> you know, he would say, why don't you pray? Hmm? He would always point to something else that you should be doing. And when you start doing, when you point to the other one, it's the same thing when you say, if you, have you ever been tempted to do something? I mean, and they say, oh, go ahead. One biscuit, 
啊，求我，假同埋我，啊，我哋就嚟到 biscuit compare to all this。I mean, finally you give him. I mean, he will never forgive you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is how he works. He, but here he say, be focused. Be focused. You know that our this is our big one of our biggest challenges in our part of the world because we have so much information available. Now, when I became a Christian, <clears throat> we had if you want to watch Christian TV, we have to wake up two o'clock in the morning, and there was a half an hour's program where we we were half awake. We woke up two. If you want to buy a Christian book. We it, we could order it if we saw it on that two o'clock program in the morning, and then it would take about three four months before we had it in our hand. That was how little inform you know. Now you name any subject under <laughs> under the sky, and you can find a hundred books about that subject. And 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 it's so easy to be distracted when God asks you to do a certain task. I then get distracted because someone else says, "What about this? And what about that? And what about this?" But you know, and when God will use the scripture, the devil will use the scripture to say to you something like, "Yeah, you should be all things to all men." No, I should not be all things to all men. Together, we should be all things to all men. Do you understand? We all have a part to play in all of it. Do you understand? We, we all—it's not like you, in, as an individual, are supposed to be everything to everyone because we can't. But as a body, we can. Okay, as a body, we can, and it's very important that just like you have an individual identity, you must also have a corporate identity, that you are part of something. You know, that can you remember? Maybe only Oliver has seen this. You know, these aircraft carriers, these American aircraft carriers. You know, Top Gun. You also. Do you know they say they working with this working term? It takes 5,000 people to launch one plane, and you know most of these people on that aircraft carrier—they are cooks, or something like they're cooking 18,000 meals a day, <laughs> and uh, they have—I uh, didn't know—they even have a Starbucks on an aircraft carrier in the middle of no, you know, the real Starbucks. And we have we have a grocery store, laundry, and all these things, and it's all in the bigger picture of being able to launch one plane. Okay, and that's the same with with you and I. We have one task. It is to bring the revelation of the word of God out, but that can be done in many aspects. No, it just goes quickly to Second Timothy two two. This is actually how it's human. If you don't know where Second Timothy is, just pretend. Says <laughs> 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 so, so, I mean, now this is one of the last letters the Apostle Paul he writes to Timothy just before he gets uh, beheaded, and uh, so he says here, "You therefore, my son, now notice here again, be strong in the grace." That is in Christ Jesus. I mean, this is what I want you to see. This is what we all should be doing. And the things that you have heard of me, among many witnesses, 
The same commit you to faithful men. So basically what he's saying, what you heard me say, you say to other faithful people. Okay, commit you to faithful men who also, no, who shall also be able to teach others also. And this is the job you all have. And I'm telling you, like, if you go out and share what I've shared with you, you will see that what I've shared with you will start growing in you. Yes. Why? Because you, what you give will start growing. Okay, if you just take it in as a information, you will see, yeah, it will be information, but after a while you will forget it. But if you go out and share it with someone else, then it will start growing in you. Yes. And here is, this is how the gospel came out. It, it talks, this is for, for what, what are they saying this word? For, uh, no, from Paul to Timothy, from Timothy to the third one, and the third one to the fourth one. It's four groups of people, four links. Mm. That's how the gospel spreads. That when we, you know, the gospel is not for us to keep, it's for us to pass away. Because in, in our passing, you know, we are channels. Yes. So it, it, we must not be a lake, we should be a river. Okay? A lake keeps it. And then the water becomes unhealthy. Okay? You know, I, I like to use the example of uh, in Israel, you have the Dead Sea and you have a Lake Gennesaret. Gennesaret is supposed to have one of the richest uh, life or fishing life or whatever. I don't know. It's just something I read. Where the Dead Sea is just dead. It's salt. And the difference is there is no outflow from the Dead Sea. It only flows in. And, and, and it's the same thing you see when Elijah, he gets depressed after he defeated the rebels. And when God tells him when he's depressed, Go out and anoint this person to become a king. Go out and then he find Elisha later on. So he went out and gave what he had. Now when, when you feel you're down sometimes, when you feel things are not really... Uh, make a decision, I'm going to bless someone. Go out and bless because when, you, when it starts flowing, when it starts flowing from you, and when rivers of living water, and when you water others, you will be watered yourself. Okay? Okay. So back to Joshua. So, so, so be single-minded, be focused, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, verse 7, that you may prosper, that you may prosper. So, so notice, it's the single-minded that prosper. Have you noticed that? It's the, single, it's the one who can stay focused to prosper. It's not the one who knows a little bit about everything. It's the one, once you decided, this is the path I'm going, now you're on a path of prosperity. That's why that we, we can say it in another way. When you start something, finish it. Okay? When you start something, finish it. Don't quit. Because if you're quitting, you, you deny yourself the prosperity. The prosperity found in the consistency. But I do not quit. That's where you have to be strong. Because why do we why do we want to quit? Because sometimes life throws what, what do we say we Americans? They, life throws you a curveball. No, this is a baseball term. Okay, <laughs> it's not always everything falls into place. Okay, but be focused because it's a it's a person who stay focused to prosper. To the left, that you may prosper. Uh, no, not no, so, so. Stay focused. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper 
whithersoever you go. You know, the thing is, notice there's no limitations here. He say, what, what the thing is, he say, when you made a choice, when you made a path, don't quit. And then you will prosper. He didn't say, if you go and do this specific thing. No, he said, when you just, once you have made the decision, this is a path, and I do not quit, you will prosper. He doesn't say, if you're only a nurse, you will prosper. That's not what he's saying. You can be a painter, you can be a, a bus driver, postman, whatever it is. But if you stay focused, God will prosper you in it. Amen. God will prosper you. It's in that, you know, but I'm telling you, today we are like, even in the working environment, I don't think anyone anymore when we retire get a gold watch for faithful service to the company anymore. Okay, because of the, the whole culture is different. That uh, that people are a certain amount of years there, a certain amount of years there, a certain amount of years, and then sometimes that can be good and so on. But but the greatest uh, <coughs> key for you to be promoted is to be consistent. Amen. Because they can't promote you if they don't know you. Okay, I, now I'm invited to a. I frankly think that's a miracle. <laughs> I'm invited to a diamond wedding yeah, between Christmas and New Year. And that's 60 years, isn't it? Diamond anniversary, that's 60 years. 50 is gold, and when, when it's every 10 years, isn't it? That's <laughs> no, no. Six. Yeah. But this is... A, <laughs> but, but the thing is that... How, so we, we, how do people have a strong marriage? By being consistent. Amen. By being consistent. How do you become good at what you're supposed to be? Be consistent. Every time, no matter how well you're enjoying it, how good it is, there will be seasons and times where you think, oh, I just want to throw it all up. But hold on. Be strong. Be strong. Amen. And then he says, and when you will prosper, whithersoever you go. I will never quit. I will never quit. And when it refers back to this book of the law, it didn't say it didn't say anything. This book of the law, he refers to the Bible word. He didn't say that voice you're hearing now, Joshua. No, you have to say this is God communicating to Joshua. But now God refer him to the to the word. Always recognize. It's always referred to the word. Always refer to word, and and if so many people have just heard that, when many people could have been saved from obstacles, or, you know that you know when people say, "Oh, God told me to marry that person," or whatever. No, God don't tell you things like that. If you can't make that decision, He's not going to make it for you. Like I remember one day how Abraham, when uh, you know a life church is called now, it used to be a part of what we call the shepherding movement, and uh, it was like. Uh, the pastor needed to know everything. Basically, it was like the pastors, they decided who you were supposed to marry. And uh, so Life Church was a part of this thing. And uh, Rodney Howard Brown, he didn't know that. Back in 95, he was up in Life Church, or Abundant Life Church. Where, and when he stood there on the platform, I, and I just could not stop laughing. I didn't laugh because it was the laughter movement. I just laughed because of he said that. Because you know, Rodney Howard Brown was the one who did this with Toronto thing. So he stood there and said, yeah, and some churches, they want to decide 
who is going to marry, and I just say, I couldn't care less, I'm not living with them. <laughs> and I just start laughing because, uh, no, so they needed to know every single penny you had on your bank account, and they controlled everything, there was so much manipulation, and, and uh, so it was really, really bad, and so the shepherding movement, uh, that they, they controlled everything. Well, anyway, uh, I don't think it's like that anymore, but, but, uh, but that was, but, but it, it, it refers back to this book of the law. Shall, so it, always the word, all, God always points to the word, always to the Bible, always to the Bible, never to a vision, never to a dream. That's why with the Mormons, for example, they're not Christians because we're building everything upon uh, well, well, Joseph Smith. Yeah, Joseph Smith, he, he's, he declared first he met Jesus, and then later on he met two angels, and then later on again when he became two spirits. So that revelation so builds upon not the word, it builds upon his vision, okay? And that's where it becomes dangerous, okay? And the same thing with Jehovah's Witnesses also, they also do, they say the word, but they don't, but what they believe is the uh, uh, they have their own little watchtower, mm-hmm. and uh, so they deny. They say they believe a word, but they don't because they believe that uh, Jesus was not the Son of God. Mm-hmm. They believe he was the Archangel Ma- Michael, and uh, I don't know where they have that from. But this is okay. But anything with God, it always points to the Word of God, the Bible. Okay. Never anything else, and you don't find anywhere in the Bible who say that says, Oliver, you have to marry that one. <laughs> it doesn't say that because if if you cannot see it, uh, if God has to prophesy, the Lord says you are in love. I am. <laughs> oh, oh, praise God! I'm in love. <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> I've seen people who are drug addicts and then some fool go out, oh God showed me you're going to be the prime minister. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was at a Howard Brown meeting and I was sitting at the lunch after the meeting and I was just sitting behind me, it was this young guy or whatever, he was sharing with someone else about what God has spoke to him and I just, after half an hour of that rubbish, I just started laughing and he said, why are you laughing? I said, this is complete rubbish what you're saying. And this is not how God works. Do you understand? But you don't see anyone in the Bible that God speaks to him as how he speaks to the charismatics today. You know, God didn't speak to you know, God didn't speak to Paul over and over. Paul. Like, he didn't speak to just the many of you. No, because if we did like that, it's not fate. It's not fate. If I have to, what's over you all the time? Have you done it? Have you done it? It's, it's not fate anymore. Just like we have to trust God, God is going to trust us. Because it's a faith relationship. And you know, to have a faith relationship, it has to be trust on both sides. Okay? So, so this book shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Okay? You know, depart of your mouth. Speak the word of God. That's it. That's why I say pray in tongues. Why? Because when you pray in tongues, you don't say anything stupid. 
Okay. <laughs> you don't, when you, do, when you don't know what they just speak in tongues. When you, at least you don't say anything stupid. Okay. Day and night that you may observe. So now what he's saying here is that the day and night is that make the word of God your life. Okay, that's what it says. That you may observe to do according. Again, notice so that you may do according to do to do to do according to all that is written therein. For when shall you make your way prosperous, and when you shall have good success? It's to do the Bible that brings prosperity. It's not to know the Bible. It's to do the Bible. Constantine, who is what we call one of the church fathers, who turned Christianity into this Greek philosophical way of thinking, which is wrong, which is all Western Christianity is based upon, uh, he, where he made it, Christianity to become doctrinal and philosophical, meaning, we, and that's where we get phrases from, is God looks at the heart, meaning I don't need to do it. Or uh, it's, it's the thought that counts, meaning I didn't do it. Okay? No, it, it is not the thought that counts. It is doing. The Bible is doing. Uh, we, 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 are, we are following a Hebrew book, a Middle Eastern book, and we, this, is, uh, this is not a Greek philosophy, philosophy, uh, philosophy here. We are doing. We are doing. We are doing. It's not about what you know. It's about what you do. Okay? I don't, because many people, they think they know when Jesus is coming back. If Jesus doesn't know, how can they know? <laughs> Jesus said, I don't know. No one knows. Yeah, but I know. <laughs> Who are you? I, I am charismatic. It was so stupid. I have a friend in Denmark. Every time, oh, every time something happens. It's the last days. Yeah, stating the obvious, it's been the last days for the last 2,000 years. <laughs> okay. No. It's, uh, no, it's, to, it's not about what you know, and it's not about that I have this view and this, this view. No, no you know, I, I said to many of these people with, with tithing and things like, you're welcome to have your opinion, but I do and I see. You know and see nothing. Okay? You know about this and that and the other. You can have your own theory or whatever, and you can basically get the Bible to say whatever you want it to say to suit your own view. But it's only in the doing you see the life of the Bible. Okay? And when it when comes to this wonderful promise to say, for you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. No, God is not afraid of you being successful. Did you know that? He's not, af- you know, he's not afraid of you being successful. He didn't bring the Israelites into the promised land to be slaves. He brought them in to be landowners. Do you, do you understand? Not, he didn't bring them into the land to survive. He brought them into the land to conquer. And the same he does with you and I. He didn't give us this life, eternal life, for us to just survive, just to be content. No, he gave us that life so that we could expand, so that we could, that we could, that we could spread us. We should conquer the land that we have been given. That's all of us. That's the spirit that has been laid upon you and laid within you that now you go and prosper. And in your prosperity, people will see the kingdom of God. Amen. Okay, stop here. Father, in the name of Jesus.